Moose and Bruce on vacation this week. It is the Moose and Maggie show. Maggie's here alongside Robin Lundberg filling in for Moose as he's on vacation. Two hours down, two left to go here on this Saturday morning. And Robin, it was tenuous times in Oxford, Mississippi to begin with, considering how much scrutiny the football program was under. They were an ongoing NCAA investigation. They had just been hit with a whole new stack of rules violations, including the lack of institutional control, which is always sort of the death knell for any kind of college athletics program. And then we get this on a Friday, which is that Hugh Freeze resigned before he could be fired by Ole Miss. Looks like an escort service in the in the phone call log. That's mm. never gonna that's never gonna be good. Yeah. Let's talk about it a little more with Bill Bender from Sporting News. He's a college football writer bill good morning you're here with maggie and robin so i guess here's my question to start off with you just had sec media days that just happened a couple days ago where hugh freeze was asked about some of this stuff but what happened between then and now that all of a sudden it led to him being shown the door yeah that's what we all want to know i think it, there's a, so many layers to this it's almost like the ultimate soap opera when you when you factor in you know i was there for sec media days and he had a I believe it was a 2,773-word filibuster to start things out. He was talking about his legacy. But when you combine the NCAA investigation, the vindictiveness of Houston Nuts lawsuit, the administration, football, and now an escort service, this is uh, so many layers. I I wasn't shocked that Hugh Freeze resigned. I figured that was coming at any point. I was shocked at the why, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that we all were a little bit shocked by that one. I mean, the last thing you want is for someone to bring up your pattern of behavior. Let's dive a little, though, into Houston Nutt. You mentioned the vengeance there. Can you just sort of flesh that out for the audience and how Coach Nutt played a role here? Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of the allegations that are against the program, Hugh Freeze sued sued the university in a lawsuit for defamation. And, you know, some of those things were against Hugh Freeze. So when you have a former coach coming after the current coach and – you know, I think the biggest theme here is that, and I, and I tell people this all the time, it's nothing new that a program does some of these things. But when a program that has spent a lot of time in the basement starts to win, it feels good, and then they start to overlook some things. And this is another classic example of that happening. Talking to Bill Bender, Sporting News College football writer here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, when you, you talk about the program itself, is it now a desirable position for people, or has it been scathed a little bit because of, of the controversy around Hugh Freeze? And on top of that, the, the layers you mentioned where this was uh, an investigation that was taking place beyond his personal conduct. Well, you have to think like a head coach would that that's going to take that job. I mean, the first thing, if I'm interviewing for that job, I want to know what the penalties are going to be. Or just give me something close. Like, I don't want to take this job and then find out that the program is going to be on a five-year bull ban and and lose every scholarship and just not going to be competitive in a division where you can't have all those things happen. So they they could go one of two ways. They could go after a Les Miles who, you know, obviously could be a -a rent-a-coach that takes care of the program. He's 63. He has some, you know, cachet or whatever you want to call it. Or you could go after a young and up-and-coming coach, which is what I would do. Um, You know, a Scott Satterfield, a Blake Anderson, somebody that you give them a little bit of leash to, knowing that the storm's not over, and then see what they can do. Because Ole Miss, obviously, I mean, they can recruit some talent. I think in the short term, 
their offense is going to be fine with Shea Patterson. I think he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the country this year. Yeah, although I don't know if he's going to be looking for a new team maybe after this year's. We're talking with Bill Bender. He's a Sporting News College football writer. Um, okay, this is this is a question I, I, I Call me a cynic, and I'm really sorry to be this way, but it's always like the person who's shouting the loudest may have the most skeletons in the closet, you know? For a college football coach in the South to be touting, you know, the spiritual side of things, and it turns out that he's not exactly who he puts on in the public face. To me, I, I'm not that shocked by this, you know? I, I feel like, and, and I'm not just excusing anything that Hugh Freeze did, but this to me is not that shocking. I'm curious, Bill, if you think more heads are going to roll because of this, because it's not just one guy, you know, the the salacious headline of the escort service is going to get a lot of attention, but, I mean, there are systematic problems here at Ole Miss, and we all got a little glimpse of that with the Laramie Tunsil bong mask video on draft night that led to some of these investigations. So I'm just curious if you think other people at Ole Miss are safe after this. Well, could. I, I mean, I you know, it's always funny to me that, you know, the Hugh Freeze, we, we all kind of, like you said, there was that factor of do, do we really believe what he's saying? Well, how does his – bosses and higher ups in the administration believe what he's saying right. i mean you got to look into those things and do the due diligence I, I i i agree with you i'm kind of a natural cynic in some ways too where i, I think for me it started when that day uh signing day when he got tim dt and Tunzel and treadwell and you're like how is old miss getting these five-star guys and, and then it kind of started from there and i think every press conference with Hugh freeze grew more and more tiresome where we're like you know, we, we don't really believe what this guy's saying. And it took, uh, it somehow took a, a call to an escort service in the phone records for all of us to finally have that moment where we're like, yeah, this was going to happen anyway. Is there more to come from this story? Because we know about the, the phone call itself, but there was a pattern of behavior that was uh, addressed as the reason for his dismissal. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the, the next step is they'll probably vet out the details on the the phone call and those kind of things. And then we'll wonder about what Hugh Freeze's future is. And, and that, you know, I think it's going to be a long time before he coaches the power five team again, just because, you know, look at the road Art Bryles is on. He doesn't have a job. Tim Beckman, the former Illinois coach doesn't have a job. And, um, you know, it's just one of those deals where, you know, he can win though. And I think of those three coaches I just mentioned, I think Hugh Freeze is the best bet to maybe get a job again. He could, he could follow a similar, redemption path that Bobby Petrino did. Remember, Bobby Petrino had to go to Western Kentucky before he got to go back to Louisville. Bill Bender is our guest, Sporting News college football writer. I know I see Art Browse, though, in a total, you know, class of his own, if you will, and that's not a good class. I mean, I know, obviously, there's issues of, you know, trafficking and terrible things that happen, you know, in the sex industry, but in terms of what Hugh Freeze did, I mean, what Art Browse, when you're ignoring certain behavior from your football team, program you're putting other people at risk you're putting women on campus at risk so I put him sort of in his own little separate uh, bad spot I think Hugh Freeze eventually will get another chance in college football but you know Bill this is kind of a bigger sort of philosophical question and I'm curious because you're covering it day to day if you think there's any change on the horizon of just sort of how we view college football coaches I mean there's just this I mean, sure, they should be put on a pedestal. They have big jobs. They bring in a lot of money for the university. I understand that. But, I mean, what is the the criteria by which we are, you know, by which we are um, evaluating a college football coach? I know they're a leader of men and they're father figures to guys. But, I mean, is there just too much demagoguery going on when it comes to college football coaches? 
Sure, and, and uh, Maggie, I totally agree with you on Bryles being in a class by yeah. himself where I had, uh, it won't surprise me if he doesn't work again. It won't bother me if he doesn't work again in college football after all the things that happened at Baylor. Now, he, I, I agree with you, too, on here's the thing that I've been saying all along. In the social media age, you're, you're just not going to get away with anything. You're, you're not going to get away with this, what Ole Miss did. You're not going to get away with what Baylor did. The university can do its best to cover things up, but – I, and part of it is, I think, you know, and I love the 30 for 30s. This is a weird tangent. But, I, you know, when you look back at SMU and the U and those type of teams, I think, you know, that bad boy image was almost glorified back then. And we look back and then, oh, my gosh, those those teams were so great. But those days are over. I, I think now the, the cleaner and almost more boring your program is, I mean, look at Alabama. They are probably the most boring dynasty in any sport ever. And they have no signs of stopping. Yeah, San Antonio Spurs, I think, right up there with them. You know, is that the sort of – is Saban and Urban Meyer, like, are they to – I don't want to say either however you want to look at it. Are they to blame for that? Are they to praise for that? I mean, who – where did this come from? You said this is such a 180 from the Jimmy Johnson years at the U. You're absolutely right. So where did this come from? Well, and here's the other trigger effect of it, I think, is not only – do Ohio State and Alabama have dominant programs where the recruiting is just unbelievable? It, you're starting to see it at media days, and we, and we kind of make jokes about it, and even Kirby Smart made a joke about it at SEC Media Day where Nick Chubb was his favorite player because he's a man of few words. So I, part of me likes that because I, I think, you know, a lot of these, you know, athletes are getting, you know, well-coached on and off the field. But part of me misses that polarizing player that we've had in recent years, whether it was Manziel or Tebow or Cam Newton or even Jadavion Clowney. College football doesn't have that polarizing star this year that, that we're all kind of, you know, Lamar Jackson and Darnold, those guys are great. But they're not like, I don't think, Maggie, I don't think we're sitting around saying, man, I, I really want Louisville to lose today because I can't stand Lamar Jackson. And, and I almost want one or two players like that in the game. Yeah, the controver- not controversial in a, in a bad way, but just sort of talking points, right? Interesting, I think, is, is probably the word for it. Interesting off the field as we're talking with Bill Bender. Okay, moving away just from Ole Miss for a second, Bill, you just came from SEC Media Days. I mean, are we penciling in Alabama for another one, or do you think there's someone in the SEC, a team in the SEC, that's going to be able to knock them off? No, I, it's still theirs to lose. I, I, I've made the joke in recent seasons that the season doesn't start until Alabama loses, though it didn't start until about 20 seconds left in the Clemson game last year. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those deals where they're dominant, and I think they could get pushed by an Auburn or an LSU or maybe in a Georgia. But, I mean, that was the theme of SEC media days. And really, I mean, taking it back to your high state question, I we did all our bold projections and all those things, and, I have Alabama, Florida State, Ohio State, and USC in the playoff, and I hope I'm wrong from the standpoint if all of that happens, that's going to mean that the regular season was probably pretty boring. Do you feel like is Sam Dollar uh, the Heisman favorite going into this season, or do you feel like Lamar Jackson, I mean, is he going to be back in that conversation, the reigning Heisman uh, Trophy winner? I'd start with those two. I think Jackson's probably getting, he's not getting as much attention because of that late season slide, but I mean, he's phenomenal player uh sam darnold is going to be great i think barkley at penn state is going to be really good and really push for that and then as that seems to happen every year there's that guy that we we kind of know about but he just pushes way up into the heisman race and i think one of those guys could be a, a guy like mason rudolph at oklahoma state who's just going to put up crazy numbers We've got a great receiver in james washington overall in the big 12 i think this is oklahoma state's time so you know 
they've been good. They've won 10 or more games five times this decade, but it, it's time for them to push through and get a playoff berth. Okay, Bill Bender, final one for you before we let you go. Mike Gundy's mullet. Does it make him look more like A, an extra from the movie Talladega Nights, or B, Bud from the movie Kill Bill 2? <laughs> That's a good one. I, I think probably Talladega Nights. It's my I was watching Days of Thunder last night. And my wife like immediately left the room. Like she was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Once you get into that movie, you, there there's a certain class of movies that you get in, and you can't get out." And I, I think Talladega Nights also follows falls under that class. Wow, Days of Thunder. Now we all know a little bit more about Bill Bender. I love it. Tom Cruise, I'm in. <laughs> Bill, thank you so much. Bill Bender, Sporting News, College Football Writer. Appreciate your time and have yourself a great weekend. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much.